Greetings, people of worship on this, the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. For our friends who are worshiping online with us, uh, just a reminder that you can always go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there you will find the bulletin uh, for this service under the resources tab. There are also options for giving or offering to the Lord under the give tab. A number of announcements to share with you this morning before we begin worship today. This upcoming week, the Reverend Daniel Lepley, who is the LCEF Vice President of our English District, will be leading a group of around 20 to 25 chapel leaders and members through a process of visioning and collaborating and planning as we celebrate chapel's history of reaching people with the gospel and then seek God's guidance for our future work together. As we, as we look forward to that strategic planning process, I ask everybody if you could please pray for the participants who are involved and for our uh, facilitator as well as we look for, forward and as we plan for the future under God's guiding hand. We are blessed that Pastor Lepley will be preaching for all services next weekend and he will also lead our Bible study next Sunday to share some of those insights that we will have discussed during our planning session. So again, please pray for that planning process as that happens on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this upcoming week. On Sunday, October 22nd, 4 p.m., hopefully you have that date and time on your calendars. That's when our director of music, Ryan Meyer, will be leading us in a hymn singing festival. Uh, and, and we have the opportunity, as you know, to pick those hymns that we will hear and sing. This weekend is your last opportunity to mark down your top three choices and, and put that on the submission form and then turn that in to Ryan or in the box there back in the narthex. So, so if you've got something to share, share it today. The Mary Martin Guild is taking pre-orders for their mix and fixins, and today, this weekend, is your last opportunity to get your order in, or your pre-order in. Uh, visit the bookstore to see a list of those mix and fixins that are available, and place your order there. And uh, the orders will be available for pickup at the end of October. Please mark on your calendars another date, this Sunday, October 8th. Uh, that's when Mike Miller from Day Three Seeds and Pastor Raymond Kaija from the Lutheran Church of Uganda will be present with us that day. Pastor Kaija will, will share the word, and, and both Pastor Kaija and Mike Miller will lead our Bible study time, giving us an update on the ministry of Day Three Seeds, both in Uganda and, and elsewhere. Uh, so that's Sunday, October 8th. And we have a, a great need right now for Sunday school teachers. Perhaps you saw that announcement in our chapel weekly. Teaching schedules are, are very flexible. Um, all the crafts and the snacks and activities, that's all prepped for our teachers. Um, and even if you could teach perhaps just once a month, that would be a great blessing. If you want some more information about that, if you have any questions about that, please call or text or talk to my wife, Mary Lesh. Her number and more information is listed in the Chapel Weekly today. And our October Walking Together in the Word devotional is printed for you, and it's available to be picked up at the Welcome Center. You may pick up a copy of that and use that in your daily devotions this upcoming month of October. Our for this weekend is Stan Sweetie. Stan is standing in the back over there. He's going to greet you at the back door as you leave today. Get to know Stan as one of your elders here at Chapel of the Cross. God's blessings to you as we worship together. We stand and share the peace of our Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn.
make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. Of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord God, you call us to work in your vineyard, 
supply us with diligence for tasks in your kingdom, always rejoicing with those to whom your spirit has come. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 55, beginning at verse 1 of verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will freely pardon For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are ways, your ways are my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is the word of the Lord. Our psalm of the day is portions of Psalm 27. The Lord salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Epistle lesson is taken from Philippians chapter 1, beginning at verse 12. Now, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace, God, to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, Most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. For I know that through your prayers and the help 
given by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am not, if I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I decide to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you, again, your joy in Christ, Jesus will overflow on account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. Since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I, I still have. This is the word of the Lord. We stand. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The words of Jesus. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about the eleventh hour came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said. And you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day? But he answered one of them, Friend, I am not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. 
I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave to you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May be seated as we sing our hymn together.
and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Now in today's scripture readings, we are to learn some important lessons about God and his plan for salvation. From Isaiah 55, 8, we are taught, which God makes abundantly clear, that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. This is most certainly true as we live in a world that opposes God's will for humanity and seeks to follow its own ways. In Philippians, we hear Paul speaking about the importance of rejoicing, even in times of suffering and persecution. He teaches that we should not fill or be ashamed of the faith we have in Christ Jesus. If we are to live or die, we should do so in a manner that glorifies Jesus and for the advancement of the gospel in the lives of the people. And then finally, from the Gospel of Matthew, we are taught that no matter what time in life an individual is called to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that all individuals, all of them, have the same assurance of salvation, the same reward, the same reward of eternal life as any other Christian, no matter how long or how short they have lived by faith and have worked for the Lord. These three lessons emphasize the fact that God has saved us by His grace alone. By God's grace, He ensured that all believers would have a firm foundation, a rock, a, a cornerstone to stand on. This rock, this cornerstone, is God's only Son, Yeshua Mashiach, Jesus, the Christ. For we know that Jesus is God's Son because the Holy Spirit descended from heaven and rested upon him. Those who witnessed this heard God calling out, declaring in a loud voice in that moment that this is my Son. The very same Spirit rests upon you, and God calls out from heaven verifying that you are my sons, and you are my daughters, and you also I am well pleased. This is not from how hard we have worked, but because of our faith alone in Jesus, who has saved you. You have been justified and glorified for the glory of God alone. It is in grace that we meet the divine teacher who encourages and equips his children, each and every one of us, for the journey of life, revealing himself and fulfilling his promises through Jesus, who is our example of understanding God's ways. So like any father should, God disciplines you by his word, scripture alone giving you a rich history and making you part of his story, 
stays active in your life by calling workers to preach, teach, and reminding you constantly about His will and about His grace. God continues to do so in order for you to have the necessary tools and defense for those who forsake Him and for those who forsake His ways. You have the Word of God written upon you, and the wicked can see that. They will despise you because of it and for everything that God and that you stand for. They will try to make you suffer and feel alienated for not agreeing with them. Jesus told us that you would face adversity and have to carry a cross to follow him. Jesus himself was threatened, beaten, mocked, yelled at with obscenities, spit on, and stripped down and nailed to a cross. Thousands of disciples suffered with the same fate, and thousands more have been thrown into prison cells for speaking the truth about God's grace. Proclaiming the truth of the gospel made them prisoners for Christ. It makes you prisoners for Christ. Now I know it's hard to see God's grace when you feel like you are suffering, being persecuted and treated like a prisoner. But do you know what the Apostle Paul says about being a prisoner? Rejoice, he says. Rejoice in the Lord always. For you have defended the teachings of God against his adversaries, the Antichrists. You are doing so by the power of Scripture alone, by Christ alone, faith alone, grace alone, and for the glory of God alone. Rejoice, Paul says, for the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. For Paul tells us that the sufferings of this present time are nothing Nothing, not even worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For creation waits, waits for you, Paul says, with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. Because God's grace on you has welcomed you back home and into his, into God's loving arms. So if we are to die, glory be to God. If we are to suffer, glory be to God. If we are to live, let it be for the glory of God. The day is coming, no doubt, that you will pass on from this life to the next. Your desire is supposed to be with God and to be with Christ alone. But until then, it is necessary that each and every one of you remain 
in the flesh on account of each other, for those young in the faith and for those unbelievers. Guarding, teaching, and proclaiming the good news of salvation in Jesus. Standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not being frightened by anything that your opponents throw at you. This is a clear sign of your salvation. You are also to be in one body, one spirit, one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. But that's not how we often act, is it? We don't always help others seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. We don't always stand side by side proclaiming the good news of the gospel to those who truly need it. We don't always look to one Lord, but to many false ones. We don't always rely on Scripture. We don't always rely on Christ. We don't always fully put our faith, our hope, and our trust in Him and in Him alone. Instead, we so often prefer to grumble in our sufferings in our misery, and feel ashamed of who we are, only calling out to God when it benefits us, or use His name in cursing when we don't get what we want, getting frustrated and irrational when we see our fellow co-workers getting better treatment than they deserve, acting like unbelievers. How often have you or seen other Christians act like that? Maybe act a little something like this. Let me play it out for you. Where's Stan? Stan, you've worked today, what, half a day? How much did the, the boss man give you? A hundred dollars? Man, that's, that, that's insane. A hundred dollars for a half a day's work? Hey, let's go talk to that Ryan guy. I think he only worked for an hour. Let's go see how much Ryan made. Ryan, how much money did you make? You, no way. A hundred bucks for one hour? That's insane. That's astonishing. I have worked all day long. Look at my hands. Look at my clothes. I haven't even seen my family. I've got blisters from the heat. And you get paid the exact same amount as me? I can't believe it. What's wrong with this, this man giving everybody a hundred dollars, a hundred percent of what a day's worth is? I've got to quit. This isn't fair. This totally is not fair. Now, fairness let me tell you about fairness. It is a word that could get you in a lot of trouble. If you want fairness, let me tell you a little more about it. 
Fairness must have been invented by Satan because it causes division. It causes division among God's people because when it comes to the fairness of God, we don't have one. God does not play favoritism. And that is a good thing. What we have is a God who is just and whose judgments are right, good, and true. For if we had a fair God, then we would have, would not have a gracious God or a merciful God who shows compassion on his creation, shows compassion on us all. Fairness from God would mean that you would get exactly what you deserve. Absolutely nothing. No salvation. No promise of eternal life. No forgiveness of sins. And then, if and when you die, you will find yourself standing before the Almighty Judge, seeing a mighty gavel in his hand, watching it come down, issuing his final verse. No sounds of rejoicing, for there is no rejoicing for prisoners of wrath, only sounds of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ask yourselves, do you want a fair God? Now glory be to God alone that we don't have a God like that. Again, as it is written in Isaiah, God says, My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. But you might be asking yourselves, if God isn't fair, who can be saved then? Jesus looks at you as he looked at the disciples who asked the very same question. With love and compassion in his eyes, Jesus replies, by the grace of God, everyone. With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So let everyone, let everyone return to the Lord that he may have compassion on them for he will abundantly pardon them. God, God in his grace is the master of the house who goes out daily and every hour looking for workers in his vineyard. He calls you out from the vineyard of hell, the prisoners of wrath, and gives your idle hands a better vineyard to work in. Through Christ alone, God gives you your pay, His grace. Everything, everything that God has, He gives to you out of grace. For what we are told today about God and the kingdom of heaven, it does not matter if you are the first person or the last person to believe. If you have faith alone, you receive it all. A hundred percent of God's grace. 
It is by God's grace alone, through Christ alone, that you have salvation and the forgiveness of sins. Fully justified, fully glorified, righteous among the unrighteous. So what? So what if your enemy throws everything at you? If the wicked forsake your ways, forsake God's ways, let them. Let them cause your earthly body to suffer. Let them persecute you for not going along with their sinful ways. Let them make you a prisoner for proclaiming the good news of the gospel. A prisoner for Christ. Paul says, to rejoice, remember? Rejoice in your imprisonment. Rejoice in your suffering. Rejoice in the unfairness of God. To live or die in the body of Christ is for gain. It glorifies Christ. It glorifies the advancement of the gospel. And it glorifies you by the work of Jesus Christ in you. God's grace put Jesus on the cross. Christ's death was for you by God's grace. With love and compassion in His eyes, Christ sees you carrying the burdens, your cross, suffering with the very same marks that nailed Him to the cross. He hears you. He hears all of us crying out in the time of our need, Lord, forgive me. Forgive us. Remember us, Lord. Remember me, Lord, in your kingdom. You, Christ says, out of God's grace, out of his grace, truly, I say to you, Today you will be with me in paradise. So we, we should stand up. We should stand up strong because of God's grace. Stand firm in one spirit in the body of Christ. For you are not alone, but striving side by side with your brothers and sisters for the faith of the gospel. Not afraid nor frightened of anything thrown at you by your opponents. For your faith is in Jesus Christ alone. Your salvation rests in Christ alone. It is Jesus who stands beside you at the throne of the Almighty Judge, the unfair God, who strikes his gavel and says with sounds of heavenly rejoicing, not guilty because you are his children you are his child you are forgiven washed clean by the blood of Christ you have a hundred percent of God's grace through the calling of Jesus Christ Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, the grace of God.
Amen. Please stand together as we confess our faith by using the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life and world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we place into your care this church and its mission to share the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost world. Fill the people of this congregation with a zeal to bear witness to the one true faith in our daily speech and actions. Be present also with our congregation as we seek your will and purpose through the visioning and planning meetings taking place this upcoming week. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord, you promise that the gates of hell will not overcome your church. Give your blessing to our evangelism efforts, especially the ministries of our mission emphases, Lutheran Bible translators, Lutheran Association of Missionaries and Pilots, and Helping Hands Food Pantry. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, direct the leaders of this world to use the wisdom and the skill that you have given to them for the good of all people. Keep them from being corrupted by power and grant that they rightly use their authority so that all nations may live in peace. Make your presence known especially to the president, the governor of our state, and all our national and local officials. Give them wisdom and discernment. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Living God, we place into your care the needs of those who are struggling with illness, infirmity, or who are recovering from surgery, including John Baker, Megan Crump, Stephanie Fanson, Sue Gassner, John Jordan, Jan Arbin, Connie Fielding, Joan and Marlo Milligan, Patricia Rowland, Edna Shanklin, Terry Zavirgins, and Mark Peterson as he has surgery this week. We pray for these and for all others who are in need of your strength and your divine healing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Lord God, we thank and praise you with those who are celebrating special milestones in their lives, including Allison and Lucas Meyer, as they celebrate their wedding anniversary this week. May we always thank and praise you, Lord, for your good and your gracious gifts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. stand as we sing our offertory together.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who out of love for his fallen creation humbled himself by taking on the form of a servant, becoming obedient unto death, even death upon a cross. Risen from the dead, he has freed us from eternal death and given us life everlasting. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
we stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Remain standing as we sing our recessional hymn together, How Clear is Our Vocation, Lord.